Hi there, professionals. Thanks for joining me on my new exciting podcast series, Industry Insights with me, DPDS. This series will take a look at stories from entertainment industry professionals from all sectors of the industry. It will be compiled with various levels of experience and will really indulge in a journey of their careers and utilize their stories and experience to help influence current professionals in the industry or total newcomers wanting to get into the industry. If you are new here, thanks for joining us. I'm grateful to have you listening. If you enjoy the episode, please consider subscribing connect our community across social media for those that have been here before welcome back here's what we've got in store for you today well hello hello good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome back to industry insights with me dpds wherever you are are in the world right now i'm very very happy to have you back and with another exciting episode this week where i am talking to a great friend of mine an awesome professional within the entertainment industry so i'm going to welcome them to the show please make some noise i always say this this is there's like a live audience but there's not <laughs> but i'm going wild <laughs> inside welcome to the show professional dancer katie matthews welcome hi hi darren hi everyone Thanks How for are you? Me. I'm great. I'm, I'm good. Where yeah. are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm at home in Las Vegas. Wow, um, that which sounds I'm amazing. Originally, yeah, originally from New Zealand, but I live in Las Vegas now. Yeah, since I last spoke to you, you were definitely getting that little twang. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I love it's it. It's like a mix of New Zealand and American <laughs> and everything. I, I bet everyone's like, "Where is she from?" I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. I'm really, really excited to speak with you and share your story um, about your your career as a dancer this far. Um, mm-hmm. I know that we're in a tough time right now, pandemic-wise, and we're all doing different things to be able to survive uh, this pause in our operations and yes. career uh, until we get back. Um, and I know you're doing a great job with that as well. So, yeah, I really want to dive right in there and give everybody your uh, insights and stories. Um, so, yeah, just introduce yourself. I know I've kind of said who you are, um, <laughs> but just introduce yourself, you know, what you're doing, what you've done. Uh, I mean, what your career is, and then we'll dive right back into it uh, from the beginning. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, my name's Katie. I'm originally from New Zealand and, um, I was ballet trained from about the age of five. Um, I did ballet lessons for many years and then I wanted to take it more seriously when I was 18 and, um, you know, pursue it as a career, which it's a hard career, but I just loved it so much. I had the passion for it. So yeah, I took it seriously, trained a lot, um, went to a full-time ballet school in New Zealand and then, um, I, oh, I got to work with the Royal New Zealand Ballet as well in New Zealand for a season. And then I started work on cruise ships in out of America, which is where I met you, Darren. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Amazing. So you like I say, we're going to go into detail about your training and, mm-hmm. and your jobs that you've had. Um, but you've spent a, a large part of your career working in the, you know, the cruise industry, yes. entertainment, uh, travel sector. 
Um, and now, obviously, in Las Vegas, which I'm really excited to ask some questions about that because I've yeah, still yeah. not st- still not made it there, but I'm dying to. Oh my gosh, you have uh, to! <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, all right, so let's go back. You talked a little bit actually about um, education, um, and tell us a little bit about your time. I know you trained at the International Ballet uh, Ballet Academy, yes, um, and that's in New Zealand. Um, talk to us about that and how you know being such a small um, country as well. Um, you know, you've got some great talent that's come out of there as well, being such a small country. Talk about your training and what that entailed for you. Yeah, I mean, that really was an eye-opener for me, um, joining the International Ballet Academy. Um, Because up until then, uh, you know, my my school, it was fantastic, but it, um, you know, it was like after-school ballet classes. And uh, heading to the International Ballet Academy when I was accepted, um, it was nine to five, like full-on ballet. And it was hard, you know, we were, we weren't told um if we were good at anything unless we actually were so there was a lot just it it really shaped me as a dancer it made me become better um especially ballet wise you know technically um and yeah it was hard uh but I always appreciate that training because I think it really helped me later on especially with you know the commercial side of things later on did you um obviously it was the ballet academy did you do Mm -hmm. other uh you know, disciplines in dance when you were there? Uh, We did a little, but it was mainly ballet. Um, We did contemporary. I think we had like one jazz class a week, Uh, maybe one singing class like every month or something. But uh, no, it was mainly ballet. And did you still do any other classes outside of that or you just predominantly focusing on ballet at that time? (laughs) Yeah, me and my friends, um, you know, we kind of liked to break away and do like hip hop. outside yeah. of ballet which I know our teacher kind of frowned upon but we ended <laughs> up joining the um the rugby cheerleading team in uh um Canterbury uh and as you know rugby's a big thing in New Zealand as it is in England so um that was fun we got to like be cheerleaders you know on the weekends and and that was kind of a breakaway from just like ballet 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 all the time so that was fun Nice. So talk to us a little bit uh, for anybody listening that's thinking about, you know, becoming a dancer or they've got children that are inspiring to be ballet dancers. Talk to us about, uh, you know, the curriculum. What what was a day to day, you know, life as a ballet dancer in that academy? You know, talk to us about what you would do on a day to day basis and like a syllabus and, you know, how a term or the, yeah. the actual course would work. Uh, yeah, so we would start every morning at 9 a.m. with a ballet class, which is an hour and a half is like a professional ballet class time. You start with a bar um, for about 45 minutes and then uh, and then you move into center work. So basically the bar is all your technique training. Um, uh, I don't know if you know the terminology, like plies, tendus, yeah. you know, uh, rondes jambes, like at the bar. Um, it's all just... Um, I, I, I mean, you don't remember me as a great ballet dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. No. I remember we would take ballet classes, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like the best ballet uh, dancer. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, like definitely talk about those that terminology okay. and, and what happens for, for everybody if they are listening. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so we... Yeah, we'd start the day with a bar, and I remember um, they were very strict about our, what we wore. So, we, you know, we were in tights and a leotard um, uniform every day, um, staring at yourself in front of a mirror in tights and a leotard. You know, it can. Yeah. I, I know for some of the girls it got to them a bit um, in terms of body image, um, you know, because you're just constantly being judged the entire time <laughs> on how your body looks. And that's pretty much dance, <laughs> but um, right. you know, so you got to be strong enough to handle that, and and uh, 
and get past that and just work on being a better dancer, you know, always trying to improve yourself. And how how does one do that? You know, you mentioned there um, people struggle with, uh, you know, in, especially within ballet, you know, if anyone's watching and they watch movies, mm-hmm. like how how close is to the adaptations of movies to ballet companies and dance? Because it always seems, you know, very dramatic and they yeah. have this you know, strong teacher and they're really kind of fearful and they're all trying to be the best. Um, and you know, it's, it's pretty, is it true? It's pretty true. Yeah. I remember being very intimidated by my teacher. Um, you know, you didn't want to like do anything wrong. And if she ever gave you any kind of praise, it was like, Oh my gosh, like this is the best thing that's happened. (laughs) You know, like it, yeah, it's definitely is like that. Um, I mean, obviously movies dramatize things, but yeah. Yeah. Do you think as a, as a young, obviously aspiring professional, you, you obviously want to please teachers and you want to do the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, actually probably you're putting so much pressure on yourself. Now we're older versions of yourself. We're like, actually, was it that bad? Or was I just putting too much pressure on myself? And I, I would hope that, you know, nowadays modern, uh, you know, ballet companies or schools or teachers, there's a different approach, you know, because, you know, we uh, for me, yeah. I definitely wouldn't want people to you know feel bad about this stuff or have issues i think you know hopefully um correct me if i'm wrong if you have different experiences i think we've moved in a different direction a little bit oh, yeah. within teaching <laughs> um yeah I... there's, there's there's no canes these <laughs> no, days. No. there's no like lighter <laughs> under the leg like to make it oh stay wow <laughs> no yeah. um there's obviously none of that these days um uh, but I think like when you get to a level where you are taking it seriously, like you've, you know, decided that's what you want as your career. Um, it does obviously get more serious, you know, with the teachers and everything, but up until then, like yeah. ballet's fun, you know, like if you're, if you're just taking it after school and you're 12 years old, it's, they're not going to treat you like that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and if you want to be a professional, it's about discipline. Yes. So if you want to be the best at what you do, you you expect you know a harsher critique and a harder work schedule. Yeah. Um, but yes, you mentioned it's also uh, you know a, yeah. a, an after after school club, or you can really enjoy it and it's fun and it yes. gets people active. Um, you know, and I've been to auditions you know you know a few years ago, um, but I'd still see you know many people taking ballet classes and having fun at all oh, ages yeah, so yeah. it's something that you can really enjoy but like for you 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 are very good at it we we know that and i've seen you oh, dance and you're <laughs> absolutely fantastic so for you um you know that's kind of where you wanted to carve out your career yes am i correct yes yes yeah. i mean i went to that school with the intention of trying to get into a ballet company afterwards yeah so how long were you at, uh, on this course for i was a three-year course and then so through that course, you obviously did all the training. Were there performances during that training? Yes, yeah. We would do little uh, shows, you know, at the end of the term or um, a yeah. big show at the very end of each year. That um, We, we actually what, had a live orchestra as well, which was pretty cool. Oh, amazing. Yeah. What was your favorite performance of, of that time? Is there one that stood out for you during your, your training that you're like, I absolutely loved it. I'd love to go back and do it, you know, a hundred times over. Um, trying to think. My first year we did Swan Lake Act Two, and that was pretty cool because I'd never done anything like that before, dancing in a quarter ballet. Um, but it was hard. I'm trying to think. 
<laughs> Everything was I hard. I bet you did so, so, so many, cla- so many classes. Yeah. So many like, I mean, okay, I have better experiences kind of like now in Vegas, you know, that I just absolutely loved being a part of. Yeah. But, yeah. So you finished your training um, and then obviously out into the big wide world. What at that point were you like, okay, I finished this training. What was the next step for you? What did you do? Um, You know, how did you do it? Did you have an agent? What was the path for you? Talk to us about that next step once you left, um, you know, uh, the International Ballet Academy. Uh, Yeah. So I left, um, I auditioned for, we have one ballet company in New Zealand called the Royal, Royal New Zealand Ballet. And, um, so I auditioned for them. Um, I didn't get in to the company or anything uh, initially, but then they needed extra girls for their tour of Giselle. Um, so okay. I, they contacted me a little while later, and I ended up doing that one season with them, which was about three months. Was- and that was a – again, that was a big eye-opener, you know, working for a professional company, um, starting at the bottom, especially, you know, because you go in there and all the principal dancers are amazing. And- <laughs> And you're dancing with yeah. them, which is pretty cool, but it's also intimidating. How's the transition from, you know, being a ballet student to suddenly being in a, in a company? Um, what's the, you know, all that training you did, is it the same workload? What's the same intensity? Is, is it very different? It's uh, similar hours. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more pressure because um, they're actually paying you <laughs> this time. Yeah. And um <laughs> Yeah, similar hours. We'd start nine, do a ballet class at nine a.m. We'd usually rehearse until around five. Um, once the show started, like the performances started, uh, we would start later in the day. I think we would meet at like one or I think twelve or one to do class because then we would have a dinner break and then you know go in to warm up for the show and get ready for the show at I think it was at seven or eight um, p.m. So that was just a longer day, you know, later in the evening. And how how old were you at this time? Uh, I was twenty, I think. Yeah, twenty. So, how did it feel when you obviously that first job, um, paid job, and you suddenly have this live audience that have paid to come to see the show? How does that feel? How did you feel on your first? I don't know if you can remember, but how did you feel on that first night of that performance? Um, I mean, I was nervous, but it, it was amazing. You know, being finally being able to say like, I'm professional ballerina you know like i'm dancing in a ballet company and performing for a paying yeah. audience in a giant you know big theaters all around new zealand it was cool and did did your mom get to see this yes. performance yeah i love your mom oh, she's amazing yeah, she's, fun. <laughs> she's my biggest that's fan. awesome <laughs> mum has to be right so that's yeah. great um going back a little bit to your childhood mm-hmm. and obviously dance was a massive thing for you was that what you wanted to be when when you grew up or did that just kind of happen or you did you have any other aspirations as a as child you know did you want to be you know, a zoologist yeah. or something like was it anything else other than dance or were you just really uh, you know born and bred for for this career oh uh, i remember at one point i wanted to get into something artistic like maybe graphic design um and so yeah. I kind of looked into that but then when it came to you know I was leaving high school I think I was 17 and it came to like okay what are you going to do next um I auditioned for that international ballet academy and got in so I was like okay like let's give this a go yeah, yeah. nice I want to talk a little bit so you d- you did that um contract uh, with the the ballet company mm-hmm. Um, and that came to and then I kind of want to talk about something that happened, which kind of was far removed from being a ballerina mm. 
uh, but obviously utilizes all of those skills as well. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about um, you did star in um, a program, <laughs> a very well-known program, and that was in New Zealand as well on So You Think You Can Dance. Yes. Um, and I believe, if my memory serves me correct, you were a top 10 finalist on that show. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, which is an amazing uh, accomplishment. Um, and there are videos. So you can, <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, you can, you will be able to find <laughs> yes. them. So you can see. But talk to us about that. How did that come about? Like, how did you audition for the show? Or was it something that you'd watched and always wanted to be on? Talk to us about that and your experience in that show. Yeah, so so you think you you can dance came to New Zealand and we didn't know too much about it. Cause I think they'd done like one or two episodes in the U S um, but I hadn't really seen it here well, in New Zealand. Uh, so they were auditioning and I, it was before I um, was doing Giselle with the Royal New Zealand Ballet. So, you know, of course I auditioned cause it was another um, performance outlet, you know, way to get noticed. And yeah. yeah. And then they, they liked me. I kept getting through all the different rounds Um and then the, uh, they did the top 16 main stage finalists. And so I was, you know, performing on that main stage in front of the live audience for, I guess, four episodes because they eliminated two people, a boy and a girl each time. And then I was eliminated at the top 10 episode. But, yeah, it was really cool, you know, like just the whole hype of it, um, being on TV and all that. <laughs> I was yeah, so I shy you- then, though, like I look <laughs> at me now. <laughs> it would be it would be a different show yeah totally (laughs) um but i remember you showing uh, me those videos and i just like wow because at the time like that show was was big Mm -hmm. all around the world and that's a a great feat so how does like a ballerina you know suddenly you're in a you know a royal ballet company and then you're suddenly on primetime television doing so you think you can dance and it's like you say it's it's all different types of dance you could be doing you know uh hip-hop jazz contemporary ballet um obviously you've had uh experiences with all that how did you change your mindset to suddenly be in that and then you're also working with uh, a partner or just did did the partner change or was it the same partner i can't oh no they've changed so we would draw names out of a each week one for who your partner would be and then another for what style of dance you would be dancing and a lot of it was ballroom obviously because if you had a partner that works well so i remember getting like tango one week um latin a latin thing another week i got hip-hop and then french jive was another one so these are all you know i mean i'd done hip-hop but styles that i never really danced before um but they were fun and did you get to work with like uh renowned choreographers on the show what was like the best takeaway from having that experience uh yes um yeah i did there were renowned choreographers on the show um especially in New Zealand, uh, New Zealand choreographers, obviously. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Um, and it, it, I think, oh, it actually got me the audition for carnival because I was able to send that back in the day, a DVD I sent over to, um, (laughs) carnival in America, you know, because they never auditioned in New Zealand and that got me the job pretty much that video footage. So yeah amazing so you use that uh, experience to then be able to further your yeah. career which is which which is great quickly before mm-hmm. we move on to the the next step in your career i want to talk about new zealand and the entertainment industry and dance specifically for you know 
in my eyes, I'm yes, I, I'm from the UK and a small island, yeah. um, but it seems to be in a different position in the world where you know uh, there there are more opportunities. Um, how is it for a you know professional performer, whether that be a dancer, singer, actor, um, or even any you know technicians, what musicians within New Zealand to get work? Is there a lot of work, and what's the trend for those professionals? Like, do do they stay in New Zealand, or like you? Do they have to travel afar to be able to find work? Yeah, I think most of us have to travel in the end, which I expected. Um, but uh, the, the only real company we have is the Royal New Zealand Ballet, um, which is a full-time ballet company. And apart from that, I don't really think there's much else that's full-time. However, it has been a while since I've been home in New Zealand, so I'm not sure these days. <laughs> but yeah. And what was it like? What was it like for like musical theatre and live music in New Zealand? You know, is that a big scene as well? Or? Yeah, it is. I, uh, it's encouraged in schools um, and stuff growing up. But again, there's just you not get, really that much work at the end of it all in New Zealand. Right. Would you get like touring companies from Australia that would visit New Zealand yes. as opposed to it being New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably yeah and we that. get famous artists visiting, you know, like um, Lady Gaga, Metallica, people like that would come right. and perform. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone wants to go there because it's yeah. so beautiful and they think they think they're going to be like the new Hobbit <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> nice. So you finished that. That's a great experience. Uh, I remember I was very proud on which I was like, that is an awesome thing to say that Aww. you've done yeah, <laughs> to be on that show. Uh, and like you say, then uh, this is how we met mm -hmm. eventually, uh, but you went to uh, work for an American company, Carnival Cruise Line. Yes. Um, for everybody listening. And you were employed as a dancer. Yes. Yeah. I. So talk to... Yeah, talk, sorry, talk to us about that then. So you sent this DVD DVD off, you know, to America, which I assumed that you'd never been to uh, before that. No, Correct me no, if I'm wrong. And what what were you thinking? Like, what was this going to be? Because, again, very different to what you've been doing uh, with as a ballerina. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going to be a whole new different experience. Yeah. Um, so I'd always been interested in the cruise industry. Like, to me, it sounded fun you know you get to travel and dance um all these cool shows so getting the job with carnival cruise lines i was very excited um there was a lot of preparation as you know you have to get a medical uh, i had to pay for my own flights initially over there because because new zealand's so far away oh, yeah wow. it was a new zealand and australia rule i think at the time um you just pay for your first flight uh so you know organizing all that and then going to a place i'd never oh and the visa turning up for a visa interview at the consulate um, you know, in yeah. New Zealand, it was a lot of organization to get there. So it's not something you really do like half-heartedly. Um, and yeah. <laughs> be very, very yeah, right. you have to be committed. The process is it's streamlined a little oh, bit now okay. than what it was like 10 yeah. years ago, but it seems to be a little bit easier, but it's still yeah. pretty manageable. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I remember getting on that plane and, you know, my mom was crying and, and everything and I was excited and nervous. Um, but I was ready and I, you know, I, I was always quite independent. So, um, yeah, I got on that plane, got over to LA. Um, I actually ended up missing the flight though <laughs> from LA to Tampa. And that's <laughs> no. why I was like stressing about that. I remember. Um, but they were able to get me on another flight, but it got me in the next morning, which was the day the ship was, you know, leaving, setting sail that I was supposed to join. And it being my first contract, you know, I didn't want to, um, miss the ship <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Uh 
And so how did, how did you feel Obviously, you were going to this new job that you probably, you know, didn't really know exactly, you know, what it entailed or how it was going to be. And, you know, New Zealand is far, for everybody <laughs> over this side of the world, it seems really, really far. It takes us a long time to get there. Um, and I lived in Australia for a while. Oh, yeah, in that's Melbourne, right. And I just remember feeling so far away like i'm used to flying you know to america like 10 hours but double that it does seem quite you know a long way away and i used to feel suddenly far away from my family so how did you feel you know being that age traveling all that way across the world to a new job i know you're excited about the job but were there other feelings that were going on as you as you went and took that job oh yeah for sure um you know i was nervous oh you're like (laughs) like, didn't know if I was going to like it or, you know, anything like that. Obviously you, you suddenly are put in a cabin with somebody you don't know to live with for six months. Um, and luckily, you know, it's usually another dancer. So we all tend to get on quite well, but, um, yeah, I was, I was nervous, um, excited, various emotions. <laughs> yeah. And obviously you did yes. like it cause you ended up staying I for did over, 10 years. Yeah. I think 10 yeah. years. Yeah. So you got to, you know, really travel the world, uh, do some fantastic shows, meet lots of people, um, and obviously still work on your craft, a different yeah. style of craft from what you've been used to. Um, and then, you know, meet, meet people who now, you know, changed your life as well. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about that journey of 10 years and the experience you had from, you know, being takeout cast, what that means. So, um, yeah, working on ships was a wonderful part of my life. It's such an eye-opening experience because it's so different, um, as you know. Uh, you get to travel, you get to you get to do, like, shows that are, you know, four different styles. You'll be doing a Latin show one night, an 80s show the next night. So you have to be very versatile, um, which I enjoyed uh, you know, like one minute I'm doing a ballet adagio and then the next I'm doing a rock show. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it yeah. definitely helped with, with my versatility um, as a dancer. And I did 10 years, as you said. Um, it's it's also with working on ships, like this, the whole relationship side of things too, right? You start dating someone and that was a big eye-opener too, yeah. like how it, ship relationships are very different from land, Um and some people are just in it for, you know, just a fling and then others that want to do it seriously. And, and I mean, really, you know, 10 years, uh, you, you kind of grew, not grew up, yeah. but that's a massive part of your life um, on ships and those experiences. So like you say, yes, if anyone's listening, <laughs> you know, I, I w- myself and Katie both met our partners yes. on ships uh, and, uh, you know, that's the, that's how the story <laughs> We're probably one of the there. few that are um, still with our ship partners. Married them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, married them. Um, but there are, yeah. it does happen. So um, my advice is just if you are going to go to ships, there are many possibilities, <laughs> but it's a, just an amplified yeah. experience, right, when you're there. Um, and if you do meet someone, it kind of moves fast and you're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. and you see them again, whereas you probably wouldn't see them for a few months or weeks, like yeah. on land. But uh, it's interesting. But you got to really progress with the company. And, you know, the uh, Carnival Wise company was really progressing uh, and is, the you know, one of the leaders in that industry. And they, you know, got to try different mm. 
entertainment and different shows and you got to be you know a part of that especially in the last couple of years um with with the new product and the new ships how how did you find that from you know the first year to then suddenly like towards the end of your last year how much did that change throughout that that yes uh, so my first ship was i think the inspiration and that was like an older ship at the time um you know, and the shows were a bit older. And rest. I know. Rest I her soul. has gone now too. But, um, yeah. And then uh, quickly, um, soon after that, they asked me to bring out a brand new ship called the Splendor, which I was, you know, felt very privileged to be asked because I'd only, th- I think I'd done two contracts before that. And that was an amazing experience because we got to rehearse in Miami. Um, you know, all the costumes were brand new. All the dancers were being choreographed on us. Um, you know, and then right. we got to, fl- we flew to Italy to meet the ship in the shipyard. We were, you know, staying in a hotel in Italy, um, being transported like via the train system every day to the shipyard. Um, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. And then we got to see Europe because the ship started in Europe and just a brand new ship, right? It's like yeah. everybody wants to cruise on the brand new ship. So, yeah. Right, and I and I suppose you know you you felt yeah. good about being selected to be one of those those dancers, right? That's a great experience to have, and like so you can really workshop yeah. product and what the the show is going to be. So yeah, that's a great experience. Um, then you, you kind of got towards the end, uh, and the the newer shows that that were brought out, we had playlist productions come come on, and it changed a little bit. Um, I know you're still working as a dancer. How did you find that that transition? You know, from the old old productions to the to the new production um i so they had announced the whole 2.0 thing and, and it looked like if you couldn't sing as a dancer then you then you were they were going to start phasing out your job um however a few i think it was a couple of years later they then announced that they were going to start adding the dancers back in which we were excited about um and i was selected to bring out the first ship that had added extra dancers back into the cast, um, which was the Vista. So that was a, an exciting experience because um, they had, you know, it was a 2.0 show, um, but with dancers this, this time as well. So a bigger cast, um, amazing choreographers that we were working with in the studio and, and on the ship. Um, and, yeah, like that experience was fantastic. Um, yeah, and for anyone listening, we say 2.0, it just means like, a new yeah. development so we have the uh, old version we're just moving to new and it's really oh, yeah. come leaps and bounds and you know i'm such so proud to work for uh for that company and the the, the creation of the shows and it's yes. just fantastic so it's been a great journey for both of us and i think oh, carnival have been you, amazing you know for my um, career with them yeah 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 and then you obviously did meet your um husband yes. Um, and you f- you finished up dancing uh, for Carnival, um, and your yes. husband is American, and then you chose to obviously move to America. Talk to us about now that transition. You know, you've done ten years, which is like a long yeah. time. Uh, you know, as a professional dancer and cruciate, and now you're making that transition to land. How is that transition? Yeah, Talk that to was us about hard. That. You know, because you're suddenly leaving your life and what you've known and your job that you've been in for ten years. Um, But my husband and I, you know, we had talked, we weren't actually married at the time, but we had decided we wanted to move to land together. And we thought, what better place than Las Vegas? (laughs) We had a few friends here. Viva! There were a lot of people here that we knew who had done that same transition before us, you know, from ships. 
So that was great. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we left the Vista. Um, that was our last ship together. And then he came to New Zealand um, and asked my family's permission to marry me. And then he proposed in New Zealand. And then we, um, yeah. Very yeah. traditional. Well done. And then God. we well uh, traveled back to America <laughs> to his home state, Missouri, where his parents are. And we basically packed up his car and just with as much things as we could fit and then drove to Las Vegas, which was a 21 hour drive. Um, and, and then we just turned up in Las Vegas, stayed with friends of ours. Um, do you remember Butch and Aaron? Yeah, we stayed with them. They were yeah. great. Uh-huh. Um, so carnival people. And then, uh, yeah. And then we found an apartment and, um, and moved in and we didn't have jobs or anything yet. I couldn't even work cause my visa was being processed, you know, my green card, which was going to take another year or so. Um, so. Wow. And, that, and that's a long, like for anyone thinking that they're, you know, going <laughs> to yeah. marry an American and move to land fast. Yeah. Like it's, it is a process, yeah, right? It's, it's a, a horrible long process. process. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So you got to Vegas. Um, how long did it take you for, you know, to get your green card? Then you could actually get the green light to start working. And it took auditioning. about a year from the time we actually arrived in Las Vegas. Um, we were waiting for my fiance visa to be approved, which I had to fly back to New Zealand for. And then, uh, I applied for, there's this thing called an employment authorization that you can get in the meantime while you're waiting for your green card, but that still took six months. So it was about a year, um, from the time we actually moved to Vegas till I was allowed to work. So did you just kind of have some downtime after, you know, 10 years working on ship? Did you just take some like time to just chill and what yeah, were you doing I mean, that time? Uh, I was trying to be creative. I was painting a lot. I remember, um, I was also taking dance classes and trying to, you know, sort of pre do the work of like networking, um, in Vegas so that when the time came, I knew people, you know, and, and I would know, um, how to how to potentially get work um because because it is all about who you know in this business um so yeah Yeah. i was taking dance classes and i did do auditions as well um which was kind of a little awkward at times because i think a couple of times i made it to the end and then i had to be like oh well i can't work just yet (laughs) so that was hard right but uh it get you out there right but good to get good to get your name out there yeah Wow. So you're in Las Vegas and, you know, the the stuff we've probably seen on movies and and seeing all these shows and the lights and the strip and everything. How was that feeling? What was your first feeling when you went on the strip? Like, oh, yeah. Like, wow. This is the next. Yeah, I did how, feel like how did it you was, feel? this is the next step in my career, you know, um, like I'm in yeah. the entertainment capital of the world. Um, there's, you know, so many opportunities for different shows. And then, yeah, you're driving down the strip, you see all the lights um, for anyone who's been to Vegas. It's exciting, you know, when you visit. Yeah, I think I remember the first time, like, yeah. I got to, went to New York and finally, like, got out the, the cab in, in Times Square and uh, just yeah. kind of stood there for a second. It was like, like I've only ever seen this in movies. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was there and I just remember being, like, so overwhelmed, this, like, warm uh, feeling. I think I even cried. I mean, oh, no. embar- embarrassing, but I was just like, yeah. wow. Like, because from kids, that's all we'd ever seen for like 20 years was just on yeah. TV, that, this big place. So I can imagine how yeah, that feeling sure. must be. So you, you you finally get your um green card and you, yes. you've got the green light to work. 
talk to us now um i know i've been watching you know all of the work that you've been doing there and you've been doing these fantastic uh photo shoots and everything and you have such a great backdrop you yeah. have las vegas when you have the desert um, and there's some some great work that you're producing talk to us then about how you started and the, the first job that uh, you the got first in job vegas. i got was x rocks the show which is a burlesque show but it's like a rock um theme uh and that's at bally's and it I'm still kind of a part of it. I think when they come back, um, I'll probably go back to that show. But uh, it's, yeah, it's just such a fun show and it's so different, right, from from carnival shows, you know, because it's burlesque style. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and so di- so different. Were you nervous uh, about yes, that? Or? Yes and no. You know, because it's, uh, it, I got to like, uh, what's the word? I got to explore like, you know, like the sexy side of Vegas and 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 all yeah. that, and it was fun. Um, the girls are so wonderful there. Like we had such fun on stage. Um, and then I auditioned for a Zombie Burlesque, which is a show at Planet Hollywood, and um, that was they were offering a full time position there. Um, and it uh, part of the role that they were looking for was actually um a ballet dancer. Because because they had a ballet adagio with a um, partner in the show, and so I immediately yeah. when that audition came up, <clears throat> I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to do this!" You know, that's like my thing. So I did. I auditioned and I got the part, and I was so excited. Um, and I was still able to do X Rocks at the same time, which was fantastic. You know, like dancer's dream. Uh, is that possible in Vegas to do diff- uh, You know, several shows. How is the schedule in Vegas? Obviously, we know, say, on Broadway or the West End, you know, it's eight shows a week. How is it in Vegas? Yeah, so different shows start at different times, um, especially the burlesque shows are usually later. So I was doing – Zombie Burlesque was at 8.30 most nights. Some nights they would do two shows, like usually on a Saturday night. They would do 8.30 and 10 p.m. Uh, and I was – they were off – they were dark Sunday, that's right. So I was able to do X-Rox on Sunday nights – and then it got to the point where they needed me to come over from after zombie um, because they would have a girl out or, you know, somebody, and they needed me to literally run from zombie burlesque over to X rocks to cover um, the girl in the show. And I had five minutes and I was literally running like from one hotel to the next door hotel, like <laughs> up through the car park <laughs> section. Cause it was quicker. And I, yeah, and dresses as a, like, a zombie. zombie makeup on <laughs> <laughs> and I have a makeup wipe in my hand and I'm like running, <laughs> taking blood off of my face. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was quite funny, but it <laughs> was like, amazing. I remember when they first asked me, I was like, well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and, and then it became a thing. I would quite often do yeah. it whenever they needed me. So, yeah. So how are you feeling there? Obviously, we're in a pandemic right now, and hopefully very, very soon we'll be able to go back to those shows and back to kind of you know, regular scheduling and that kind of thing. Um, but how you know, do you feel there as a professional dancer? If someone was looking to move to Vegas you know, eventually and start a career there and look for work, um, you know, what's your experience and, and what would you say to them? How you um, feel yeah, right I now? mean, I love Vegas. I think it's fantastic for a dancer or a singer, performer. Um, in my experience, it's great if you have a special skill. Like my special skill was point um, with the ballet training. But they, all the shows seem to want you to be, you know, have some kind of special act in the show, whether it's pole, um, point, hoop. Um, yeah. If you can 
breathe fire, you know, like it's anything that's that wow factor they love here in Vegas. So if you are a dancer thinking about moving to Vegas, I would suggest you work on some kind of like special skill that just puts you out there like different from the rest. Yeah. Yeah, something to stand out. I did see the other day, actually. Um, I, 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 we'll try and share yeah. your link, hopefully, at the end. But um, oh, yeah. your TikTok uh, on point oh, thank was, you. was amazing the other week. <laughs> talk, talk about, where did that come from? Were you just trying to be artistic? Yeah, I was um, around? What happened? Uh, Well, I wasn't bored one night, but I thought, okay, I'm going to do this TikTok thing. And I had this idea of sliding in point shoes. And I thought, okay, well, my point shoes are too sticky. If I put socks over them, maybe I can slide. So then I was playing around. Mike was looking at me from downstairs like, what is she doing? Because I'm like sliding over and over again, you know, trying to get it right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I just love that song. It I was amazing. Song. And I don't – and, you know, I put it up and just thought, oh, you know, a few people will like this. And it, it ended up going kind of crazy. I think I've got like 400,000 views and I got like – and 19,000 followers from yeah. it. So, yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So we're going to yeah, get to see some more, some, uh, more now. some TikTok <laughs> sliding point stuff. Yeah, so I will, okay, uh, cool. I'm going to share your TikTok and your um, details at the end of this so everyone can go and have a look at that. And it's very good. Oh, uh, my husband, husband is your number one How fan. How is he? I'm, psh, <laughs> I'm sure you're, a, he's great, but I'm sure you're aware, like, he's always like, <laughs> I baby, this is how he talks. Sorry, he's like, I baby, she's the best. He Aww. just absolutely um, loves you, and uh, he's Aww. very excited that I'm talking to you today. I said, any questions? I did say any questions for Katie. He was like, no, no, it's Aww. fine. Give me a big hug and <laughs> a kiss. He enjoyed from your me. TikTok, so I will. Um, so that's amazing stuff that you're doing there. And like I say, it's going to kick back off and you've been doing some great photography yeah, stuff as yes. well. So, um, again, I'll get to, I'll get to share your, your details so everyone can take a look at your, your pictures as well. Um, so that's kind of where you're at at the moment with your career. And, you know, we kind of went through it quite fast. Um, but it's a fantastic kind of development that you've been through from this ballerina to now, you know, being a, a Vegas dancer and really working there yes. commercially and doing some great things. I want to, I want to ask you though, it sounds, you know, like it was an easy ride, um, but yeah. you know, there are challenges that come along, especially for, for performers. And I want to ask you, you know, if there were any hurdles that you personally faced throughout the career so far and, you know, what were they and how, how have you dealt yeah, with them? Yeah. I mean, I know on? like perhaps my life on Instagram <laughs> might look like it's, you know, easy and fantastic and whatever, but no, there are definitely hard times. You know, I did numerous auditions, um, which I, you know, never made it through, never got cast, you know, so you have to do that. You have to just turn up, go to every audition um, and then just see what happens because you never know what they're looking for. How does a dancer deal with rejection? I've spoken a little bit about this uh, with a, with a casting uh, yeah. director on my podcast and they, you know, talk about it. Sometimes it's just exactly. not you. It's just not the right thing for you, but how it's very hard when you're in that situation and you're, you know, you really need a job and you need money and you're, you know, this is what you love. How, did, how have you faced rejection and, and what's your advice to somebody that comes up? I storm out of the audition. No. <laughs> no, you just have to accept it. Right. Um, you just have <laughs> to would. not let it get you down. Just like you said, it's just wasn't, they just weren't looking for you. Like sometimes they're literally, they're looking for a blonde or how tall you are or, you know, it's like not, it's things that you can't even control. Um, so you just have to, you just have to, you know, you walk away and think, great. It was a great experience. It was a free class. 
and free dance class, you know, audition. And, uh, and then just learn from it and right. just le- don't let it get you down. They, they just didn't want you at that time. Yeah, just and just you know keep persevering and and hopefully yeah. that that chance will be there for you. Um, for people that may, maybe sometimes the chance doesn't come, you know, people can work really really hard and can maybe not be right for many roles or any roles uh, that can seem to happen for some people. What would you suggest for them? It's still a career in an entertainment. Would you, would you suggest moving into something else or? or, or I mean, I would never want to tell anyone different? to give up if that's their dream you know um i mean you yeah you just have to keep doing your research on another thing is that before you go to an audition do your research on what you are auditioning for like if you haven't seen that show go and see that show yes. like look up videos online look at the style they're really wanting um you know so like just do your research <laughs> yeah that yeah that's the most important thing, right? If you you need to turn up to the job that you're yeah, like knowing I mean, exactly the amount what of you're applying for. You know, you'll see another girl perhaps in the room who's dressed differently. Like she's not, you know, she might be in a leotard when it's a burlesque audition. <laughs> Things like that. It's just not not right. <laughs> right. Or I I yeah. turn up to like a yeah, female yeah. singer call and it's not quite right. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely do your research. Um, now talking about. Uh, you know, tough times, uh, you know, when you are having to work and, you know, do other things to support yourself uh, to get through. What about uh, people that have been influential throughout your career? Is there somebody that has really helped you along the way and that, you know, helped you become the professional that you are? Um, and that can be for anything, you know, from training to uh, an employer or an employee. Oh, know, yes, my nana. You. She was my number one fan um, growing up. And she used to be a dancer, actually, as well. Um, Back in the day, she would entertain the troops um, during the war. Yeah, when they would come home, oh, uh, really? and she yeah. was she was uh, crazy flexible, which I wish that I had inherited her flexibility, because she would do like a contortion type act, and then she was really good at tap. I remember, so she would tap uh, like on point shoes. She had like taps on the end of her point shoes. Um, she was very innovative for her time, <laughs> my nana. And so when I, you know, decided that I wanted yeah. to become a dancer. Um, she, you know, was all for it, which I'm, I'm so grateful to have a family that supported me the, the entire time. Um, you know, they weren't like, no, you should become a doctor or, something. you know, they really supported me in what I wanted to do. And, and my Nana really like loved it because yeah. she had that experience too. <laughs> Not, n- <laughs> Nana sounds oh, like yeah. she would oh be gosh, a TikTok, TikTok star. Back in those days. <laughs> maybe, maybe you, you, you yeah. might need to get oh, yeah. some uh, tap from your <laughs> That'll be the next. <laughs> I'm glad you yeah I look forward to that one I'm glad you mentioned um you know about having a supportive family a question I've been asking on this series to uh, all types of professionals is there is that common myth sometimes that entertainment being a dancer or being a singer is you know not a real job or a real career um you know and you know, to us, that's insane because we've had this, you know, whole career and we're still in, you know, right now, I know not, but we're, we've had this great career of being a professional and continue to do that. How do you go about, you know, debunking those rumors and how do you experience that? Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, Some people seem to think it's not really a real job, but you know, when you earn your entire living off of performing, like how can somebody think it's not a real job? (laughs) So I guess they see us up on stage and just think, I mean, our job is to make it look easy, right? So perhaps they just think, oh, they're just having fun. 
um you know and the, and and they make it look easy so it yeah. is easy i think and yeah, they don't realize the hard work that goes into it the amount of training um you know experience like the years that we've spent perfecting our craft perhaps that's what i can think of yeah. <laughs> uh, well that's a, mm. an actual common answer you know i think it is that we yeah, make that's things the job. fun <laughs> and easy and people think oh well that's you know and that's why yeah. a lot, you know a lot of people think they could just get up and sing a song and because it's easy and they're like yeah. Actually, oh no get me off you know it takes a lot of hard work and uh, effort that goes into yes. that final polished act so yeah that's an interesting yes. point and like i say it's a common point so uh, it's just interesting to me that you know, people yeah. think that and you know during this pin- pa- pandemic everyone turns to the arts because we needed it so i hope yeah. that changes i really do Mm-hmm. Um, coming towards the end of our interview, it's great to have spoke about your your life and so far and all these great things that you've been doing. Um, what would you say right now has been like your greatest professional? Um, oh, I got to open far? for Metallica at the T-Mobile Arena here in Vegas. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we were like in front of you know like oh, really? twenty thousand people. Wow. The the entire um, arena was packed. Uh, you know, they're waiting for Metallica, and we got to open uh, with X Rocks the show. And Jim Brewer, he, I think he was, he's a famous comedian. Um, and he was sort of the MC and we were dancing to rock music. It was like such an amazing vibe. Everybody's like chanting the songs along with us. And yeah, right before Metallica came out. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how is that different to, you know, um, being in a theater and then suddenly being in that environment? Like what is, oh, is yeah. the, I mean, how it is crazy. the sound for the And also crowd? we were in the middle of the you know the arena whereas a stage you're kind of you know the audience is on one side but there was the audience all around us and so we were trying you know performing outwards we weren't like yeah yeah it was in the Um, round yeah and it was just like we're all you know just giving so much energy because it's such a big place to fill but it was yeah it was fantastic nice and like so you get all those opportunities in vegas and hopefully that will come back soon um if there was some fun questions if there was um a show that you could be in that you've always wanted to be in or you could be uh, a certain character or play a certain role uh, um i always wanted to perhaps get into cirque cirque du soleil um they have such you know quirky characters um amazing dancers um i i never really thought of one like specifically but yeah that would be really cool (laughs) yeah fingers crossed um if there was uh any advice that you could give to somebody starting out in the industry as a dancer um you know or you wish you'd known something before you started out what would what advice Um, and what would that be i think uh like i said before to do your research um if you, I remember when I was, you know, growing up, I would watch other dancers and, and I would, you know, find qualities in them that I liked and, and want to put that into my performance. Um, whether it was a live show or videos, I would, um, you know, think, oh my gosh, I love the way that that person does that. And so then I would try to mimic that. And, you know, it's just always like thinking about your performance, thinking about the way you, um, articulate the movements, uh, to make them better each time yeah i would just yeah i guess do your research ballet always helps to be honest like if you're a female i hate to say it but ballet really helps um do you feel like that's like the the core of technique for a great ballet technique (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Guys can yeah, get away I mean, with it, it, it certainly without helps, I'm having sure. it more than girls can. <laughs> and how is it, uh, you've just mentioned that quickly before you go, you know, being a female in the industry to being a male, um, you know, what's the, the ratio in job availability? I would imagine and I know from experience that, you know, there's a lot more uh, females in the industry that are looking for jobs as opposed to men who can sing and dance and want to be in the industry is, is less. So how, how do you deal with that when you are going up for? Yeah, you know, there are. Well, there's more opportunity for females here. Um, there's more jobs. Yeah. In Vegas. Um, in Vegas? I, oh, well, there are the, you know, There's there are no like the men shows. Chippendales, uh, <laughs> Magic Mike used to be here. So, the, yeah, there are there is all that, yes. the male review shows. Um, but I think there is, there's just more females on on stage generally, but, you know, in a, in a big show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Sp- specifically for Vegas, right? But in the whole, you know, in, in the larger scheme of of entertainment do you feel that there's more roles for for women completely I think than so but I think men? I don't know about you what you think but I think the ratio kind of works out because there are less males wanting to get into the business yeah it's tough and I think casting sometimes for mm. for guys can be tougher because there are less uh less guys that are maybe in the industry yeah. and can yeah. sing and dance and do all of it so yeah interesting all right. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. If you could sum up, you've kind of spoken a little bit, but if you could sum up, um, for me, I think the thing I learned from you, um, watching you, uh, I got to work with you a couple of contracts and, and watching your work and what you do is your work ethic. Um, you know, and I think that's really, really important that you would always give the same, if not more, every <laughs> performance. I'd never see you ever have an off ever have an off day really um you know regardless yeah. of what might be happening off stage you were always well uh, you very, as well professional <laughs> and on um talk to me oh, thanks talk to me a little bit about work ethic and then summing up what advice you really would give to anybody listening that wants yeah to be i mean it's an like anything right if you want to succeed you have to put the work in um and you never know who's watching you know i remember some some dancers would perhaps be lazy sometimes with some shows because they didn't feel like giving a hundred percent you know but you never know who's watching um and it's your reputation like I never wanted to go out on stage and look bad (laughs) you know so yeah I just yeah yeah plus I loved it it was fun (laughs) right and it's really important for you know a a person who's coming to see a show you might be have done it Mm -hmm. doing it for the third time that day or the second time whatever but they're seeing it for the first time um and you know that's what we're employed to do as entertainers just give that experience you know regardless how we're feeling it's that's what we're employed to do and it would be the same if you went to the office and you had to do something with a client it's the same thing so yeah i think work ethic is just a massive uh thing that yes. everybody needs to to do and oh, work on you. and like i say you're very good at that awesome um well it sounds like you're having a ball in vegas um and when everything kicks back off it's going to be fantastic oh, i'm really thanks, excited to Darren. see what you're going to achieve <laughs> and accomplish so well done thank you for sharing um, our stories i will share um, katie's uh, social media platforms and everything that you can um, look at all the stuff that she's doing and i'm sure if you have any further questions yeah, uh, you could course. reach out to katie as well she wouldn't mind um but katie 
have a wonderful day there i know it's early oh, yeah. probably in las vegas it's nighttime here in the uk thank okay, you awesome. very much thanks, Darren. And, um, thanks everybody. i will speak to you soon take care bye-bye thanks again for joining me on industry insights with dpds it's been a pleasure having you we will see you next week for our next episode where i'll be interviewing more entertainment industry professionals sharing their stories until then you can follow me on instagram facebook and all the links will be provided in this podcast until then enjoy your morning afternoon or evening and most of all stay safe